country music fans out there, this is Lee with Coda Country. And today I'm joined by Nashville singer-songwriter, uh, who's also a Belmont student currently. This is Lane Lanero. How are you today, Lane? Hey guys, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> of course. Well, and as soon as I heard your new single that's coming out, I just knew that we had to have you on this podcast. Um, I don't know if you know much about Coda Country. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know much about Coda, but we try to promote women as much as we can, just because, you know, we have so many talented ladies out there in the Nashville community. So trying to get your name out there. I know that you also have an, another single that just recently released. Um, so before we talk about some of that, let's get into yeah. the new song that you're releasing. I think this podcast is going to drop probably the Wednesday after this song is coming out. So everybody will probably have had a chance to hear it. Could you tell me a little bit about the writing process and the, um, the parts about trouble that you love the most yeah. as you're single? We got in the writer room, um, me and a couple other guys, Justin, and we had a couple ideas and we just knew that we wanted something really hooky. Like we were determined. We were at Curb. We were like, all three of us were determined to write something super catchy. Like we had a really like, we wanted something upbeat for sure. Um, Cause I, I went in and I was like, we were writing for me and I was like, I really, really want something upbeat, funky pop country. Um, and Justin pulled out like this sync track that he had been trying to write something to. And it was just basically a loop track that had something to it. And I had the title trouble from a complete, and it was like a completely different, um, not vibe, like a completely different lyrics, completely different um, storyline. And the same, um, like with that, I had a hook chorus line that came with it and not with the song, but like he kept playing this loop track and we were just trying to think of like hooky lines to go with it. And, and I kept going across like trouble again. And it kept like hitting me and I was like, it's just hitting in that same spot. And I was like, I don't know y'all, this feels like good. And then they were just like, I was just like, I was like, maybe trust me on this. Like, let's see. And then it just kept hitting in that same spot. And they were like, yeah, you're right. That does feel really good. And I was like, okay, let's try it. Can we just try it? Maybe we see. So then, I mean, we just kept getting like lines and lines out. And we're like, ah, oh, this, I don't know, this feels good. So we kept doing it. And I mean, sadly, I will say the story of it is true. I mean, when you hear it, uh, I do tend to fall over the same type of person and get myself <laughs> in trouble with it. Um, so, I mean, the story about it is true. I mean, we had a lot of fun writing it. And it's very hooky. Like it, it was stuck in all of our heads the next few days. I mean, Justin said he played it for his wife and she was like, gosh, that is stuck in my head. And I was like, sorry. I mean, but I mean, that's what I'm hoping for, but it was super fun writing it. And uh, it was, it was an enjoyable process. So. Awesome. Well, that's really cool to hear. I, I'm excited to, like I was telling you earlier, to just kind of like pump it through my speakers in my car. And I've heard a little bit of it, so I can't wait to hear the full version. Um, so tell me, this single yeah. is, is it like a catalyst to get you um, to record like a full album? Is that kind of what's in the works? Um, Sort of, I've kind of, I'm trying to like keep up momentum with a bunch of singles. I've, I've only released singles so far. 
And I will say, um, with the last release broke, that was actually supposed to be an EP. And I had a couple songs, signs, songs lined up for that to be an EP. But then we decided last minute, I was like, I'm not positive I want to do an EP because I don't want to, um, not waste, but um, have all those songs clump together and then risk some of them not getting as much attention as others, which normally is what happens when I'm I'm sort of a lesser artist, not with like a huge fan base um, per se. So I was like, let's just release Broke as a single because it's, um, I'd say the strongest song out of the one that ones that were going to be on the EP. And then in between the process of creating Broke and stuff, we wrote Trouble. And I was like, I think that's also strong. So I was like, okay, well, we can't have that on the EP because it's two really strong contradicting songs, didn't have the same vibe. I was like, okay, well, then maybe we do Trouble with this. And then in between that, I've written another one. I'm like, okay, well, maybe we just keep the momentum up with singles. And then if I continue to grow um, as an artist and grow um, as not a, I don't like the word fan base, but I mean, um, like a status, I mean, maybe, yes, I can work my way up to an EP. I probably see an EP before an album just because I don't want to put out um, 12 songs or so or that have um, not the best quality or not the best, um, my best foot forward and, and have people not get all the attention that I think they deserve or something, but um, probably an EP maybe somewhere in the future, the next few years. Um, just once I think that I have enough of the status for them to actually be heard, all of them heard as much as my singles are getting and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, for sure a catalyst and like working my way up to that, I think. That sounds like a great plan. I feel like you kind of have a focused driven approach to that. So good for you for a, uh for getting it all together like that. We're, we can't wait to hear more. Okay, so in knowing a little bit of your background oh, and, yeah. and where you come from, um, could you tell the listeners out there a little mm -hmm. bit about how you started in music? Uh, yeah, I started like really getting into singing when I was, I think like six. Um, and I started with singing lessons. And with those singing lessons, I wanted, my parents knew that I wanted to be classically trained. Um, because it's just a safer way to sing and I'm very thankful for it because now I know how to like really use my voice. Um, so I started with opera <laughs> actually and I was singing uh, in different languages and doing like benefits and concerts singing opera which is like crazy that I'm now doing country music <laughs> who I thought. but I did opera and then that slowly to all different genres of music um and then I went to musical theater which I love and I still do musical theater I mean you mentioned your musical theater teacher which is awesome yeah and yeah I've done like student directing with that as well but with musical theater I um actually like in middle school I did my theater program at my school was really serious about it we went to competitions and stuff with it and I ended up not forgetting my training, but I mean, it's very different, obviously opera and musical theater, and it's a lot less right. um, mm -hmm. like singing from your stomach and stuff and like using your throat. So I ended up losing my voice and went through a whole bunch of stuff and it was pretty bad and I um, damaged my voice pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. And that's when my, I made the switch of having to not 
drop opera, but yeah, I basically had to not do opera anymore because I lost my voice completely. My voice changed, <laughs> dropped uh, plenty of octaves. I mean, it was a mix <laughs> between puberty and <laughs> just doing that. So then I decided I wanted to um, do the genre switch. So I started uh, looking into writing songs because I always had an interest in that. I was like in my grandparents' backyard, like making up songs and they were always like, is it just us or does that kind of make sense? <laughs> like there's videos of me doing it. Um, I mean, I have no idea if it was actually good or not. But so I started traveling to Nashville when I was like 12. I would travel up every other weekend, honestly. And I would write and perform and um, start started doing stuff like that. And started getting into the country scene and the pop country music and... I always knew I wanted to go to Belmont because that's what everyone I was riding with was like, okay, if you want to do this for real, if you want to be an artist, be a songwriter, you got to go to Belmont because that's what they have. They have the songwriting program. That's where you need to be on track to do. So I never applied anywhere else. I didn't even think about anywhere else. I was just like, okay, Belmont's where I need to be. I toured it, um, I think in like seventh grade and I didn't tour anywhere else. I didn't even look at anywhere else. I only applied there. Thankfully I got in. Uh, and I got into the songwriting program. So that's where I've been ever since. And I've been living in Nashville for two years now, going into my junior year. And I'm in the songwriting program. And yeah, that's where I'm at now. So I've had a I've had a good bit of a um, variety of a journey coming up here. And I've done um, quite a few different things since I've been here. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now, doing the whole artist thing full time. Uh, yeah. I was just about to ask that next question. How do you balance... I guess, school life and being an artist, like how, you know, because I'm sure being an artist, you sometimes have like late night shows or, you know, have to be in the studio yeah. and you also have class. Like, how does that, how does that work as a Belmont student? It's, I mean, thankfully with um, my major being songwriting and uh, my minor's music business, a lot of my teachers are very understanding. I mean, I've had to miss um, a couple classes for gigs and stuff. Like, I had to travel to the listening room in Pigeon Forge, um, and I had to spend that day traveling, so I missed a couple classes. They're very understanding. I mean, I've always been weary of, like, keeping all of my schoolwork and trying to do it ahead of time if I need to. So they're very understanding about that, and I mean, as they should be. It's Belmont is basically a music school. I mean, we have other majors like nursing, and um, we've got very good programs like that. But it's majority of music school, so I think they're very understanding. And a lot of professors have been through this themselves. Like, my songwriting professors are still songwriters and artists, and they're doing their own thing. So they understand, and they're willing to help us with that. So, like, if we have these gigs, they're promoting us themselves. Like, they're telling the other classes about it to tell them to go to these gigs. So they're very helpful. And, I mean, it does get hard sometimes if I have a paper due at 12 and a gig at 10. I'm... And I'm a procrastinator at heart, for sure. So I'm going to leave that thing and write a paper <laughs> until my fingers are bleeding. But yeah. uh, I've managed to uh, balance it pretty well just because it is what I am doing 24-7. And um, like with school, I mean, if I was doing a normal, like if I was like a nursing major or something and trying to have an artist career on the side, I would probably be drowning. <laughs> but since I'm doing like songwriting schoolwork <laughs> and songwriting afterlife it's it's i've learned to balance it pretty well 
And then you were talking about live gigs just a little bit in there. You have a, a gig coming up on August 21st at the listening room uh, with the song Suffragettes. Um, that's a pretty big deal. So I'm excited for you. I wish I could be there. Um, tell me, what's your what's your favorite thing about Thanks. performing live? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, probably just once I'm up there, I kind of like zone out. I'd say like literally I've had um, like I've had to like come back to reality. Like when I'm singing, like I'll forget that I'm on stage when I'm singing. Like I'm just like, were my eyes open that entire song? I'm like, did I just did I were my eyes closed? Because I'll just be like singing and then I'll be like, oh, shoot. And I'll look at my mom in the audience because she'll she'll come up whenever she can. Because I'm from Louisiana. That's where I'm at right now for the summer. And my mom will be like, open your eyes. I said, I'm like, oh, I'm performing right now. So uh, it's just like the feeling of like just being able to, well, I guess I like express myself. <laughs> I know it's like a, like a cheesy thing to say, not really, but the uh, ability to like just share it with others. Cause I mean, there's a lot of stuff that um, as songwriters, we don't share. I mean, like the really personal songs or the really deep, dark ones, but a lot of the stuff. I do share and um, the happy ones and even the sad ones that I do like to share or people and like seeing people's reactions when I do get really into it. Like you can, you can tell, you can tell when a person up there is just like, um, I'm not calling them out, but like when you can tell a person is like, just kind of like faking it or just singing cause they can, but you can tell when a person is like really good emotions. Like uh, when I'm up there singing with people in around, like I'll zone out listening to other artists up there and I'm just like wow they really they love that song like they're into that song that they're singing and that is like awesome to hear and awesome ones come like they want to do this like they want to be into this and like you can see the audience's reaction too so it's just it's really incredible to like be up there and just be able to zone out and just feel it and like forget you're performing almost you know Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I'll admit, like, even when I'm teaching, sometimes I'm like, what did I just say? Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's uh, maybe something similar. So do you have like, yeah, a like, favorite? Like, too into it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, do you have like a favorite show that you've ever played or like a favorite venue that you really love to play? Um... I think one of my favorite shows that I've ever done was probably the listening room pigeon forge when I hosted just because, I mean, it was just a big moment for me. I mean, it wasn't the one in Nashville, which is like huge. And that's why this one for me coming up in August is pretty big for me. Cause it's my Nashville debut. I've done the happy hours before, but I mean, being able to do the one in Nashville is, is awesome. Um, but I hosted a show in Pigeon Forge and I had my good friends next to me. They let me pick and it was Cam Cummings and Zach. Um, and they were just so funny and we played off each other and any show I've ever played with Cam, he's just so, so awesome. And he's one of those people that like when he sings, like you can tell that he wrote that song with every little piece of his heart. And he's like pouring that song out. And like, you can tell the audience knows cause he sings and the audience is like this, mesmerized and he is just incredible but that show was just so awesome and we got to sign the wall and we were just having a blast and that night we actually got like it was like 
kind of snowing, kind of icy. And we were like, it was me, my, my whole family came up. We were doing um, a Thanksgiving vacation kind of in Gatlinburg. So we had just spent Thanksgiving up there and <laughs> we were stuck kind of up there because my mom was like skeptical of driving back. We're from Louisiana. So like any snow, any ice is scary to drive in. So mom was like, I don't want to drive back. It's snowy. It's scary. We were trying to call any hotel that we could. And I was like, I, I saved us. Don't worry. I booked a hotel on Priceline. And I was like, okay, it was like $50. We're fine. Let's just go stay there. And then we went to the place and I looked at the reservation and I booked it for the next month. Accidentally. <laughs> so I messed up and we ended up having to drive. So scary, whatever. And I felt bad, but it was just really fun. I was just really excited. But that was just awesome. And then as far as venue, I'm not sure. I really like Live Oak a lot. Um, performing at Live Oak is really fun just because like no matter what night yeah. you go, like I've performed on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, or what night, night you go on Music Row. It's awesome to go. Like there's always a pretty full house, packed crowd. I mean, and it's fun. The environment's just really fun to do. And like, no matter what round you play, whether it's like, um, I think I've played a couple of different ones. They're always really fun. Yeah. A lot of support there too. A lot of other songwriters like hanging out. So it's, it's kind of nice to just be like in, exactly. a, in a community where you are accepted and want to be heard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yep. Um, so let's talk about some of your music music favorites, maybe some music influences. Um, what did you, what would you say are your influences? Um, I guess you talked a lot about your, your classical music training and you talked a lot about musical theater. What would you, let's say 13 year old Lane, what did she love to listen to? (laughs) Wow. I mean, definitely Carrie Underwood for sure. Um, I'm not sure about the timeline there, but Maren Morris has always been for as long as I can remember her being around. I loved her. Um, Kelly Clarkson always have loved her. She's always been amazing. I mean, I definitely, people can hate me now. I'm not the biggest old country fan as I was back then, but here's why. I mean, I grew up, my grandparents uh, drove me around everywhere. They're my biggest fans ever. But when I obviously couldn't drive, I was young, too young. My grandparents, they had like three CDs, like Brad Paisley, Carrie Underwood, um, and I don't know, maybe George Strait or something. I'm not really remembering more, but they had like a couple CDs and they would just repeat, 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 <laughs> go through those CDs all the time. So I got picked up from school. Brad Paisley. I got picked up to go eat. I got picked up from dance practice. Those CDs were on repeat. So like, I mean, they're ingrained in my brain. So like, I would just listen to them on repeat and I loved it. Like I was fine. So now like going up now, I'm, I'm hearing those songs. I'm like, Ugh. I can't, I can't <laughs> hear that anymore. So I'm not the biggest old country fan and living in that. Like, how dare you? And I'm like, oh, I get it. I know. I know it's a sin. I understand. I'm a country singer who doesn't like old country. I understand. It's not like I don't like it. I'm just like tired of it a little, you know, because some people didn't go through yes. that like I did. They didn't, they don't have the, the, the <laughs> listening trauma like I did. Like if I didn't right. hear it 24 seven 
every day, like have the trauma of like blaring in the car when I got picked up from school in the carpool line, I would understand. But now it's just giving me a little bit of PTSD. Mm -hmm. But for sure, Cariana was a huge one. Um, Cam. I mean, now it's definitely changed a little bit because I'm really in the pop country scene of like um, that new uh, world stuff. So like Megan Maroney is a huge influence on me now. I'm, I'm often like when I'm telling my producers like what kind of sound I want, I really often go straight to her album and I'm trying to like um, mm-hmm. model that. Kelsey Ballerini for sure. Still Maren Morris. I mean, I really love Maren Morris's like grungy sound and all of her stuff. Yeah. Trouble is really, really, I try to focus on grunge of Maren Morris and um, Megan Maroney's stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, women of country is like if I had to really hone it down like I've always always like not just like because it's like girl power like I mean obviously but I really really have always liked that contemporary women of country sound like Tennille Towns you know arts all the Tennilles um (laughs) which is an awesome name (laughs) but yeah women of country huge influence on me for as long as I can remember even liking country music. You were talking about a little bit before we got on, um, even like some musical theater stuff that you like have a kick for. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously me being a musical yeah. theater teacher, I want to dive into that some. So tell me yeah. like, what are your, some of your favorite musicals that you like to listen to? Annie will forever be my favorite. I think always. I played Annie um, oh. in middle school. So that was like if I if I could if I could like still play Annie to this day as my five nine self, I would. Like it was so funny. In middle school, I was <laughs> I was like very not hated, but like everyone else in my theater group was very annoyed because I was Annie and I was taller than everyone else. So it looked very strange. <laughs> but I was like, fine, okay, I'll just duck down. But if I could still play Annie, I mean, as we were previously talking. The Waitress. I love The Waitress. Um, Dear Evan Hansen. Um, love, love Dear Evan Hansen. The plot line sometimes is a little is a little off, but the music is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all, very the, all the classics. Oh, Newsies. Even Waitresses, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. exactly. The waitress is definitely very songwriting because um, Sarah Bareilles has a big influence on that one. But Newsies, if I could play, um, gosh, what's her name? You know, the girl, the only basically the only girl character in there. Gosh, I yes. can't remember her name. <laughs> I'm blanking. But it's actually so funny because I, when I drive down from Nashville to um, Louisiana or vice versa, the if I'm ever starting to feel tired. The only thing that wakes me up, I have like a four-hour Broadway musical theater playlist that I will just belt and I'll just start I'll just start singing. And like if I ever have like my mom in the car or my friends in the car and I'm driving, they're like, please, please don't do it. Please don't do it. I'm like, I have to. Do you want me to fall asleep? And like I just start belting. I'm sure my dog's tired of hearing it because I'm like, ah, like singing. And like my dog looks at me, she's like, what are you doing? But no, I, I have, I have to do it. I, I love it. <laughs> that warms my heart because I do the same thing in the car too. So <laughs> that is so cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so we talked a little about musical favorites now, and we talked about live shows. 
if there was a performer, and I know you talked a lot about Marin Morris, mm-hmm. so maybe she's on that list, um, that you would like to tour with or like to, yeah. you know, be seen at a festival with or even have like a, I don't know, a duet with on a song, who would those artists wow. be? I know it's a tricky question. <laughs> see a duet with on a song let's see I don't know it really might be Mary Morris everyone has always told me that me and her voices would sound really good together yeah so I mean maybe Mary Morris would definitely be up there for sure yeah Um, definitely I could hear that Mm -hmm. trying to think I mean yeah I really I really I really love her. I mean, me with Carrie Underwood would be a dream. I, the only reason I wouldn't automatically say Carrie Underwood is because I would be too intimidated to ever <laughs> want to sing anything next to her or with her because <laughs> mm-hmm. she'd blow me out of the water. I mean, of course, Mary Morris would too, but I'm just like, I think Carrie Underwood would just blow me out of the water. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know if I could do that. But God, I'm sure there's uh, so many amazing people that I'm forgetting. I mean, to sing with Megan Maroney also, I would love, I think, I think me and her, I think me and her would just be best friends. Right. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yes. Yeah. She me and Meg, <laughs> I think would be awesome. Best friends. I see her personality on TikTok and I'm like, girl, me and you are the same person. I see her, I'm like, we are the same person. I think we would be such good friends. Yeah. For so sure. I think, I don't know, we'd, we'd get in the studio and we'd just, we'd probably have too much fun to get a song <laughs> done, but you know, who knows? Maybe we get along. But that's the best way to do it, though. You know, you got to be making music with your friends. Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. I think Mary Morris probably, honestly. I know you you called it, but I think, I think, yeah. Yeah. Because I have done a lot of covers of her songs yeah. as well. Yeah. You got to speak it into existence at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I feel like one day it's just going to happen, and then I'm going to be like, remember that podcast when you talked about how no, you yeah, no, this is what I'm going to be. So it's got to happen now. I'm, I'm really going to be embarrassed. I'm going to be like, don't, don't go look at that podcast. I'm like, don't look at how much I fan over you. Don't ever look at that. No, everybody loves, like, you know, I if I were an artist and somebody was, like, fangirling over me as an artist, like, that's a big deal. You know what I mean? I, I would love that. So I'm sure she would, too, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, we uh we talked a good bit today. And I'm so glad because you are so fun to talk to. And hopefully I'll make it up to Nashville to see you sometime. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to? Or um, is there any other things that you want to promote? Or anybody you want to give a shout out to or anything like that? I mean, just thank you for having me so much. This is so much fun. I really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, literally just chatting, having fun. But uh, what we've been talking about, my song yeah. Trouble comes out mm-hmm. 28. So please go check that out, guys. Um, but follow me on social media if you guys have not already. Uh, that'll be Lane LAL Music. That's literally for everything. Oh, um, yeah. Perfect. But yeah. Uh, no, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'll shout out Marin Morris. If you ever see this and want to collab with me, please. But no, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun and I've really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I agree. So much fun. Okay, so you heard it here with Lee and Lane, and this is Coda Country Chats. Y'all have a good day. Bye, guys.